0: Good morning. Uh, As Todd failed to mention, I don't typically preach, so take that as you want. Um, I do feel that what I intend to share this morning is something that God has placed on my heart, uh, perhaps for you here today, and perhaps for me as well. Uh, The title of the sermon is, Who Are You? We'll be considering two types of persons. Uh, First type is those who are born in Adam. Second type, those who are born in Christ. And I have two goals. One goal is to exhort those of you who have not been reborn to consider being reborn this morning. And second goal is to encourage those of you that have been reborn to live your Christ life now. I'll be reading through the American, uh, using the New American Standard Bible, some of the figures or graphics that I use uh, this morning are from the Exchanged Life Ministries organization. If you take notes, um, feel free to try to record you know, those scripture references, those key points that God might be placing on your heart. But I have a lot of information that I'll be sharing, and you probably won't be able to record it all. I encourage you to sit back and listen and and pay attention to what God is trying to communicate to you today. If you desire to have a list of the scripture references or a copy of the graphics, let me know after the service and I'll make you a copy. Some of you have met our Black Lab Lucky. Lucky loves to fetch balls any time of the day for hours he'll run after that ball whether I throw it in the woods or in the grass he'll return it all out of breath wagging his tail Lucky is wired to do that he behaves like a black lab as we begin I have two questions for you first What is one person that you can name that you think is behaving like they know who they are? One person, what's their name? They're behaving like they know who they are. Secondly, are you behaving like you know who you are? When I asked you to identify the name of a person that is behaving like they know who they are, did you think of Bruce Jenner? (laughs) How many of you watched Bruce's gold medal performances in the 1976 Olympics? Pretty awesome, pretty cool. Um, Most of you may be more familiar with his more recent notoriety, When at the age 65, he had surgery to go from that to that. So that's what he looks like now. He had surgery to change his outward appearance. Do you think that Bruce is behaving like he knows who he is? I'll let you know what I think later. Um When I asked you to identify someone who was behaving like they know who they are, did you think of Ravi Zachariah? Some would say that God enabled Ravi to present biblical apologetics to atheists and pagans in an amazingly clear and effective way. Some of you may have read his popular book, Jesus among other gods. However, just before he died, accusations of sexual misconduct tarnished his reputation and his ministry. Do you think Ravi Zachariah was behaving like he knew he, who he was? Similarly, I'll let you know what I think later. Are you in Adam or in Christ? 1 Corinthians 15, verses 21 and 22 say, For since by a man death came, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. You and I are like lucky in that our behavior is, reveals how we are wired it is my desire in this message it, my, it is my desire that this message would be one of hope and encouragement and i consider myself fortunate to have the opportunity to share it with you let me pray before we begin we begin holy spirit we acknowledge that it is only by your transforming work in our lives that we can understand and appropriate the, uh, the spiritual truths we will be considered this, considering this morning. Transform and renew our minds. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. May your words bring life to us today. Amen. When your mother gave birth to you, you were born in the likeness of Adam. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as though one man's sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all mankind, because all sinned. Genesis chapter 3 talks about this first man, Adam's sin, and how it impacted everything. And as a result, every human after him was born with a corrupt sin nature. Let us consider the scriptures, what the scriptures say. The person you were born when your mother gave birth to you. So I'm going to use this graphic. Um... Scriptures describe us, our persons, as being body, soul, and spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Similarly, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. I want to first describe the body. Um, the bo- our bodies physically uh, consist of the elements on the earth. You know that. Our bodies exist temporarily and return to the lifeless elements when we die. So carbon, calcium, things like that. It is through our bodies that we interact with other physical things in the world. Sight, sound, food, It's a two-way interaction. Our bodies interact with our soul. So, our bodies interact with the world. Our bodies interact with the soul. Our soul can be described as our thinker-feeler. It is the part of us that enables us to be self-aware. It is uniquely you. In Adam, our soul is everlasting. Our soul had a beginning when we were conceived, and it will never cease to exist. It is the part of us that will exist forever, either in heaven or in the lake of fire. As mentioned in the previous slide, our soul and body interact. My soul is interacting with my vocal cords, so my soul is telling me what to say. My eyes are interacting with my soul. So my eyes and soul can see that some of you are listening. Um, When our mothers gave birth to us, as a result of Adam's sin, our spirit was dead and we were self centered. So in the graphic, our spirit is dead and we are self centered. The point of this graphic is that when you were born in Adam, you were physically alive and spiritually dead. There is nothing that we can do on our own to change our self-centeredness and our dead spirit. This is how we're wired. All the planets and stars in the universe and all the plants and animals were spoken into existence And Adam was uniquely formed around 4000 BC. If you look at the genealogies in Genesis and the Gospels, you come up with that figure. Revelation chapter 21 says that, or prophesies that the earth will be destroyed, this earth, and be replaced with a new heaven and new earth. So, this earth that we live in today has a temporary time of existence. It it was created nominally 6,000 years ago, and someday it's going to end. We don't know when. The the earth is neither everlasting or eternal. And I'm going to use those terms throughout this morning. So our timeline in Adam is different than that of the earth's. In Adam, our soul... Is everlasting like I said we are either going to exist in heaven or in the lake of fire forever it's everlasting our soul began when we were conceived so we had a beginning but we have no end let's all turn to Romans chapter 1 starting at verse 24 and I'd like you to follow me, read silently, as we read Romans 1, 24 through 32. If you don't have a Bible, there should be a Bible underneath the seat in front of you. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness, in the lusts of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For, these, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one, for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Now, as we read the last couple verses, I want you to pay attention to the things listed that you have done personally. All right, so picking up at verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, Unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Hebrews 9.27 says, And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. And finally, Revelation 20, verses 13 through 15. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades were delivered up delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire, this is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So in Adam, we are slaves to sin, Romans 6.17. We are condemned, Romans 6.23. We are spiritually dead, Ephesians 2.1. In Adam... We are without hope. Hillary, those guys you described, in Adam, they're without hope. We are all without hope. Ephesians 2.12 We have a hard, unrepentant heart. Ephesians 4.17 and 18 We have a deprived mind. Romans one twenty eight. We are an enemy of God. Romans 5.10 James 2.10 says, For whoever keeps the whole law, yet stumbles on one point, has become guilty of all. Whoever keeps the whole law, yet stumbles on one point, is guilty of all. Let's not gloss over that this morning. If you've lied please stand up. If you've ever stolen anything, please stand up. You see where this is going? If any of you have ever disobeyed your parents, please stand up. If any of you have been prideful, boastful, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, or unmerciful, Please stand up. Do you realize that James 2:10 is saying since that you are since you are guilty of those things, you're guilty of it all? You're guilty of murder, adultery, prostitution, homosexuality, etc., etc., etc. Is anyone in this room more guilty than you? No. Is anyone in the whole world more guilty than you? No. Thank you. You may be seated. John 3, 5 through 6 says, Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which has been born of the flesh is flesh. That which has been born of the Spirit is spirit. If we are not reborn, this is who we are. The lake of fire is our destiny. None of you is wired like Lucky, right? If if Lucky was in this room that ball would not be there. But similarly, when we were born, none of us was wired to obey God. That's the point of what we've talked about so far. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2. And I'd like you to follow along as I read. So, God didn't leave us the way we were wired w- when we were born like we were wired in Adam and this is this is where we're going to transition to that second person who we are in Christ so everything we've talked about so far builds to this point what we're going to talk about from here on out so Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10 follow as I read. And you were dead in your offenses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all previously lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the rest. But God, being rich in his mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our wrongdoings, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him, in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the boundless riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God Prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Please turn to second Corinthians chapter five verse 14. Follow along as I read second Corinthians five verses 14 through 17. For the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that, all die, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, so that those who live would no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose on their behalf. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one by the flesh, even though we have known Christ by the flesh. Yet, now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. All things passed away. Behold, new things have come. If you are reborn in Christ, you are a new creation. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 and 27, it says, Moreover, I will give you a new heart, and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and bring it about that you will walk in my statutes, and are careful, and follow my ordinances. Is that what you want? Yes? Maybe? (laughs) Do you want God to place his spirit within you and help you walk in his statutes and follow his ordinances? Hebrews chapter 12, verses 8 and 10 describe how in Christ you and I are part of this new covenant, the new covenant described in Ezekiel. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16 say, But a natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. But the one who is spiritual discerns all things, yet he himself is discerned by no one. For who has known the mind the mind of the Lord, that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Galatians 4, 3-6 say, So we too, when we were children, were held in bondage under the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. Because you are sons, because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba Father. Romans 6 1 through 7 say, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? Far from it. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him, through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For the one who has died is free from sin. Finally, Galatians 2:19 and 20. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, But Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. What a contrast to the first person that we talked about. What do these verses do to you? Can I hear a thank you, Jesus? Can I hear an amen? So, if we've been reborn in Christ, we are a new person. Being reborn in Christ is not merely academic. It's not just a thought. It's not in the future. It's not merely after you've been resurrected. It's in the here and now. If we've been reborn, and have eternal life, we are a new creation. Today, right now, we are. We have literally been rewired. Our spirit has been made alive. Can you see the changes on the graphic? I, I, I know this might be hard to see, but some of us are visual learners, right? So some of us learn better from graphics. So our spirit is now alive. Holy Spirit dwells in us. We can now interact with God in a two-way interaction. Previously, we could not. Our spirit is eternal. We now have a transformed soul. So it's not that just our spirit came alive. Our soul changed. Our thinker-feeler doesn't think and feel the same way we used to. Christ is our mind. We've been infused with Christ. Christ is our heart. These are real changes. A person who has been reborn has been rewired to interact with God. A person who can now experience love and obey the one who is worthy, Jesus Christ, Lord Almighty. This is Jesus' timeline. Jesus was not created, his heavenly spiritual being has eternally existed as part of the triune God. He had no beginning and will have no end. When I was reborn in Christ, my spirit received life and Christ became my life. I inherited him and his eternal timeline. He is my life and the new heaven and earth is my destiny. This last slide might be a little cluttered. It might be hard for you to see it in the back. But I wanted to overlay both my timeline in Adam and my timeline in Christ so you can see the change side by side. When we started this morning, I asked you to think of someone that you thought was behaving like they knew who they were. I believe that Ravi Zacharias' sinful behavior may not have been consistent with who Christ had made him to be. Similarly, I believe that we, you and me, at times do not behave like Christ has made us to be. Perhaps before this morning, you did not know who you were in Christ. In Christ, you are justified and redeemed. Romans three twenty four. In Christ, you are sanctified. 1 Corinthians six eleven. In Christ, you are forgiven. Ephesians one seven. In Christ, you are holy. Ephesians 1.4 You are a slave to righteousness. Romans 6.18 You are no longer a slave to sin. You can not sin. You have a choice today. Being reborn. Before you were reborn, you could not not sin. In Christ... You are seated in the heavenlies. You are blameless. You possess every spiritual blessing. So those were Ephesians 2.6, 2 Corinthians 5.17, and Ephesians 1.3. This is the last slide. We're almost there. In Christ, you are a saint. 1 Corinthians 1, 1.2. You are complete. Colossians 2.10. You have everything you need, Philippians 4.19. If we are presently all of these things in Christ, if we presently possess all of these things in Christ, what else does God need to give us to enable us to live our Christ life now? Anything? Anything? No, do you not see that there is nothing else that God needs to give you or needs to do to enable you to live your Christ life now? How will you respond? Will you become reborn? Will you live your Christ life now? If Holy Spirit is causing you to desire to have eternal life and be reborn, I exhort you to respond in obedience. I encourage you to stand up and come forward and make a public confession of this desire and talk to one of the elders. If you don't know who they are, you can talk to me. If you have been reborn... That you have not been living like it, and Holy Spirit is leading you to live your Christ life now, I encourage you to respond in obedience. Perhaps Holy Spirit is leading you to repent. Perhaps he's leading you to pray for understanding or strength. Although you are welcome to remain in your chair and keep your response private, I encourage you to, to also stand up, come forward, make a public profession of this desire. I suggest that a public response is more likely to have a greater, longer-lasting impact on your behavior. Please respond as the Holy Spirit is leading you. God, you know our hearts. You know our thoughts. Um, I thank you for your great love that that redeemed us, that, that gave us a way to where we can have a new spirit, one that's alive, one that's infused with you, a new soul, one that's alive, that's one, one that's infused with You, that we can have eternal life. God, one with You in heaven, the new heaven and new earth forever. One with You for every day that we live here on this earth. That You give us the ability to fellowship with You to to love you to honor and obey you god there, there's no sin that has dominion over us anymore for those of us that have been reborn god there's no sin that has control over us there is no temptation that we can't resist And God, apart from your rewiring us, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. And on judgment day, we would be condemned to the lake of fire forever. But you provided a way. God, I pray if there's anyone in this room that has been hesitant about making a a public profession of their faith in you and and confession of their sin i pray that that your conviction would continue to work in their hearts that they would that their hearts would be soft towards you Um, god those of us that have been reborn i pray that we would live the people you have created us to be to your glory and honor amen